The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and I'm alongside, as always, Mr. Christopher Chavez. That's me. And Johnny Townsend. Do, 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 do. I'm doing this the night court theme. <laughs> it's been in my head ever since I thought of a joke this morning, or actually since yesterday. But uh, <laughs> how's it going, fellas? I'm yeah, yeah. We're doing pretty good. Uh, Royal Rumble coming up. That's right. Stoked. It's coming. It's coming quick. Uh, I've not. I've been. I've been off of wrestling for so long though that I didn't even realize it. Um, so. Yeah, when I heard it was it was already Royal Rumble, and I didn't like you know how you you know what time of year it normally is. Just wasn't paying attention. Like it's not even on my radar. Right. Um, yeah. I thought it was last I mean, Sunday. I thought it was last. I know. Sunday. <laughs> and the thing is, is now I, I canceled my network subscription, so I don't. You know, I'm not even going to be able to watch it anyway. Oh, I'm sure you'll find we can find a illegal stream. I mean, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that here. Beep. Um, I know. <laughs> cut. Cut. Cut it out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're here. Pro wrestling talk. Uh, you know, it, Royal Rumble time is always the most exciting time. You know, for me, this is. I mean, now that I, like I said, we, we, I've explained my fandom with pro wrestling. You know, quite a bit over you know the last few months. This is the time where I start to kind of pull back into it, though. Um, it, this is always my favorite time of year. This is the. I think this is the best year for a booking perspective. Um, they try to bring out their best. They got. They got to sell WrestleMania, of course. So, Royal Rumble time is usually the start of something good. You know, I don't know how you guys feel of it, but I've always found the booking to be a lot much better. <laughs> it started. It's a, bless you, sir. Bless I'm so you. Oh, sorry. Are you, you allergic stop. to my bullshit? Are you allergic to my bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was. I knew it was coming, and I couldn't stop it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, to answer your question, man, I think you're you're right. Royal Rumble, or yeah, the Rumble is when things start to ramp up, and 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 it starts to. We know we're chugging towards WrestleMania, where all the you know, a lot of the bigger stories come. Culminate. Uh, this is where you want to put. Every, it's, it's the grand stage, right? So Royal Rumble is that kind of the excitement, the buildup, what's coming, and it, it, for for wrestling fans, whether you you know like me, I fell off the E for a while. I still get excited hearing about it because it's always some that kind of spectacle of all of the different stars in the ring at one time, and who is it that they're choosing to you know who's going to be the victor? Right, right, yeah. It's a, it's also a really good indication of uh, who all they they kind of think. Uh, has you know they're going to really book strong after after Royal Rumble. You can tell from there, like who has yeah. a good showing in the Rumble. It's usually a, a good sign that's that they're going to have point. a good yeah. year. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, because I remember a few years ago Cesaro was getting a massive push, and it started around the Royal Rumble time. I think it was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. He was getting a start. It was just slowly starting to happen there. He may had a good showing in Elimination Chamber. He was beating a bunch of top name guys, 
And and yeah, it is it is good to see you know that, that who they have faith in. And, and you know, this year has been a wild, crazy year for WWE. They lost you know a, lo- a lot of guys willingly walked away. Uh, you know, probably more so than usual. You have a mix of NXT. NXT is you know currently being you know produced and um, I guess sold as being on par with Raw and SmackDown. So that adds so many different layers to the Royal Rumble match, which you know it's 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 kind of it's it's I mean it's really exciting. This year, obviously, we're going to see some more NXT superstars probably in play, but um, it uh, it is quite intriguing. Yep. Yes, it is. This is also, uh, you know, it's 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 the it's that point. Uh, it's as a fan, uh, one of the draw, one of the you know, the biggest draws. Jesus, I can't talk. What's the matter with me? <laughs> one of the draws of the Royal Rumble is is that kind of who's going to show up who hasn't been announced yet? Yeah. Who are they going to pluck out of obscurity? Who is it that they're going to say, hey, why don't you just come out for one more time, put on your tights, uh, show the fans that you're still around? You know what I mean? Because you always get that one person that comes in that's only it's only doing this for this and then goes back to retirement. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I mean Matt should really know a lot about this, right? <laughs> did, hey. did, did you yeah, do this recently? Right. I did. <laughs> I may or may not have done that recently. It was amazing. It was a good I, I had to do a few guys. Uh <laughs> No, it, I marked it was, out. It, yeah, dude, it was fun. It was a cool moment. Uh, I don't know if I ever had So who do who, who who do they have uh, that they they've already um, announced? Yeah. Like who's who's on the men's side? Who's announced? Here, I'll read the men's. Um, we have Brock Lesnar, which is the most I think intriguing entrant. You know, announced Ooh, entrant wow, already. Really, yeah, he's coming in at number one. He's already said that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are they? Is this going to be one of those the number one and he's going to win it thing to give I, him that push again? That unbeatable monster, I, which is weird because he's still the champion, correct? He's still yeah. the smack. Te- well, he. Technically, the SmackDown champion. I, I, I'm no, I so think he's Raw champion because he's a Raw champion. Yeah, yeah, he has a t- he has a title right now. Um, so I, yeah, Brock Lesnar is number one. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. It's a very weird route. Like if Brock wins, it's like, well, now what? <laughs> I, yeah. I man, I would, I would rather be hired as the <laughs> as a mover for Antonio Brown. Then <laughs> see Brock Lesnar win again. I just don't care about. <laughs> He's a big guy. I get. It. I get why people like him, but he does nothing for me. Not anymore. He used to, but yeah. Brock. Brock was number one. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course. AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin. Dolph Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. Those are your current up-to-date men's Royal Rumble entrants. That's 22 uh, of the 30. I I liked when they did 40 that one year. That was pretty neat. But, yeah, 22 of 30 have been announced. Yeah, so I guess the question here would be, let's make some predictions real quick. I got one already. Out of those names you already announced, uh, they seem to be really liking Otis. He's really kind of, he's a fan favorite right now. Yeah. Him and Mandy Rose, I think. Or yeah, is it Mandy yeah. Rose? Yeah. Yeah, it's Mandy Rose, yeah. Uh, people love Otis. I'm also Team Otis. So I think he's going to have a, <laughs> I kind of think he's going to, he's at least going to have a moment in the Rumble, I believe. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. You can't have a, a character like him. I mean, the guy's got the personality that'll fill the room. Yeah. So you can't have him in the rumble and not have him shine. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the real. I'd like, to, I'd like to see him like German suplex Brock oh, across please. the ring. That would be epic. That would make it worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I guess the real question here is, you know, every year at the Rumble, we always get at least a few surprises. Uh, who, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, Chris. Who do you think is going to show up for this one that we don't know yet? Um, I'm going to call it right now. Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Dude's been working out recently, posting these pictures, looking like Randy Macho Man with the beard. Um, I, I think he's going to come for the, he's going to be coming out for this. And the other side of it is I also heard, uh, Ric Flair is legit wanting to come back to take a bump or do something as, because he's been cleared to do something physical if he really wants to. So that's a possibility as well. I can see that happening. That would be, I mean, that would Nobody expect. I mean, obviously we're predicting it potentially, but I don't think anybody would expect that. Sitting in that arena, if you hear Hulk Hogan's music come on in the middle of the Royal Rumble, like how insane would that be? And he doesn't have to. Do Let me much. ask you. He doesn't have to do much. Does he come out um, the American hero, or does he come out NWO? I want Hollywood. I want Hulk Hollywood. Hogan. I would want. Yes. Hollywood. Man, I want Hollywood, but I love I love the the other theme song so much. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking, what if Shawn Michaels is one of them too? Oh, he's been—you know—they've had a, they've teased him a couple of appearances, you know, this last year. So, so I, I think a moment that would be really sweet because they've kind of been teasing this online a lot is at some point it's Gargano and, and, and you know and Michaels and they kind of stare at each other down for a split second. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm dream booking. I, uh, I'm dream booking here. I'm gonna have to get the network again. What the <laughs> heck, dude? I gotta watch this, man. Um, you know, I I noticed. I'm not sure what his status is, but I didn't notice Kofi Kingston's name on the list of people on there. Um, huh. Every year we get a Kofi Kingston moment, so I'm sure he's yeah. got, he's got to make an appearance. Uh, yeah, we have to. So, but and it's got to be that one of those just off the wall ways that he saves himself oh, every yeah, year. You have to like that. That's like a staple. That's like watching the Power Rangers show yeah. to watch them morph. Like that is like the draw. Is how is Co- <laughs> what is Kofi yes. going to step on or walk on to avoid Royal Rumble or getting eliminated from yes. Royal Rumble? Um, so Kofi's definitely one. I think we should you know got to look out for. I also wouldn't. Well, I would be surprised. I wouldn't hate CM Punk. I mean, if he is that to come back, huge. that, that would, would be huge. huge. If if there is a window of opportunity for him to come back and surprise some people, this would be the day. Um, you know, he, obviously he's been very adamant about not wanting to, n- not having a contract with the E and this and that. But um, regardless, he's associated with that that back, that backstage show. Uh, yeah. How crazy would it be? I'm sure it would cost a buttload of money, but Vince McMahon has, you know, quite a few, you know, buckaroos, you know, to pass around. So uh, I would not be surprised to see CM Punk. I would, but I I wouldn't. Like I think that would be a cool one. Also, Mantar. <laughs> I feel like if CM Punk did come come into the Rumble, I would want it to be for an angle that works its way to WrestleMania. So maybe he and the Miz are the last two. 
I would like and that. He, and he does. Something. I would love that. And he, get, and he goes and he goes dirty on the Miz and and takes it that way. And then it, it builds this rivalry up to to WrestleMania. I'm I on, hope I'm that's the case. I'm very. Not, can you imagine not, yeah. the promos of that happen. That's what I'm wanting. <laughs> Those two can have some really good promos back and forth. Uh, man, oh uh, my God. I I'm I'm also predicting. I think, and this is not. This is not necessarily news because CM Punk actually recently said this too. Uh, I think Keith Lee is going to be pretty huge uh, during oh, this. Oh yeah, during this Royal Rumble, they're really starting to get point. behind him. He just won the NXT uh, North US American title, yep. North American North title. American, yep. So uh, they're obviously pushing him. He's he's a pretty dang amazing wrestler, and he's huge too. On top of that, so it it feels like it's not even that they're pushing him. It's just that. The people love him, and he's yeah. amazing. The dude's got great talent. He's literally making them say, "All right, we're gonna. You're the next one. You're the one. You're you're who's up." Next. Yeah, he's yeah. undeniable. It's it's kind of almost like you know Kofi Kingston's push last year. It's almost like Daniel Bryan's push like five. Well, now six years ago, you can't deny it. That's how just talented he is. He's what he's like. Clearly, one of the best athletic big men. Uh, that oh, yeah. I've ever graced my eyes upon. Oh yeah, like, I can't believe some of the stuff that he does, and he makes it look so easy. Mm-hmm. So. I would like I, I would like to see him go toe to toe with like Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman oh. or somebody or Eric Rowan or one of these bigger athletes up here. You know, there's a lot to there's a lot to go with. So um, I would not. What about? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't hate it either. Sorry to cut you off, but I had a question. I'll, if I don't ask it, I'll forget. Uh, who would you guys' sleeper picks be? Because I have a sleeper pick of somebody I would love to win this, but I know it's not going to happen. Hornswoggle. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Hornswoggle. Um, let's see. Oh, as far man. as a winner goes, looking at what I you know, what what's in front of me right now, there's a couple names that like pop out that I could definitely see walking away like winning it and I mean I, I'm still waiting on Drew McIntyre's push. I really thought he was gonna win last year. They're they're slowly starting to push him now. Uh, he's getting some momentum behind him, so I would love that one too. I think he definitely deserves it. Uh, but I kind of think he's a possibility, like for real. Uh, I was thinking Samoa Joe. That was my sleeper one that I really would love to win it. Okay. What about KO? Uh, yeah, I'm all on board on KO, though, ultimately. They've been pushing him as a monster baby face lately. Yeah. Monster baby face. Like, he's so. People eat him up in the same way that they eat up. Yeah, he's lead. over. Uh, he's huge. So he's one that I could see being like, you know, he's getting TV time. Obviously, you can start to see, you know, Johnny kind of mentioned it. Um, you know, as you get closer to Royal Rumble time, you kind of see who's getting more TV time. And that's kind of how you can almost, you can almost predict the winner. Almost, not 100%. But uh, the way Kevin Owens has been getting pushed the last couple weeks, uh, you know, I, I could definitely very much see that happening. I think it'd be a really cool moment. And he does parkour now. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking. I'm looking over the entire card here, and I do have to say, I'm still disappointed that he's kept. They kept the name Shorty G. Oh, this yeah. is just it's awful. My lord. Oh, <laughs> good lord. It, oh. For such a I good wrestler, know. too. Like he's really good. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's really decent, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. Oh. I don't know. Shorty G versus um, Sheamus. That will put the asses in seats. <laughs> Yeah, we will. <laughs> I think that's why I'm getting it. That's the only reason I'm going to get it <laughs> is for that match. Screw this Royal uh, Rumble match. I want Shorty G and Sheamus. <laughs> Anything Shorty G's in, I'm in. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, this is this is enticing me. This is going to make me either want to break the law or or get the network again for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, and see. Uh, at least, at least, you know what? I, I what I did like about the network um, was that I had access to a lot of the old stuff. You know what I mean? The old school stuff. So I yeah. might get it back anyway, just to go back and, and be able to watch that stuff again whenever I want. Which is yeah. totally worth it. I mean, fishing around YouTube for certain matches is a lot tougher than, um, you know, it's 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 way tougher. It's way easier to just have the network. You know, it's it's yeah. a pretty it's a pretty fair price too. So true. Yeah, might be worth getting it back. Yeah, I agree. Cool, cool. So, who do we all think uh, is is legit for? Who do we think they're legit going to have win this? Oof. I don't know if it's any of the guys that are mentioned there. Well. Like we said, Kevin Owens is getting that meteoric push, so he's got a chance at it. Um, I, I mean, c- Brock's already holding a belt, so like if he loses, it doesn't matter. Right. I kind of think he's a red herring in this. Yeah. You know, I think he'll definitely be one of the final four for sure. Uh, you know, here, I got one. He hasn't been announced yet. I think they're going to redo Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, and I think oh. Kane is going to eliminate Brock and win it. In the rumble, oh man, you're you're. I wouldn't doubt it, but also I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking though, if Keith Lee, if Keith Lee is in it, maybe this is they're going to have him eliminate Brock and help his his push even more. You know what I mean? That'd be huge for his career. Heck yeah, put Brock over the ropes. Heck yeah, yeah. Pit, eliminate me, pay me. That mentality, you know. <laughs> and then and then and then yeah, why not just have Keith Lee win it and do a crossover and go right from NXT to WrestleMania. Because that's the deal, yeah. right? It's the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, whoever wins yeah. gets to choose which title to go after. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Wait, out of all three, or just, or, or is it SmackDown and Raw? I assume out of all NXT three. Now, I assume out of all three. Uh, maybe they'll want to keep him an NXT brand for a while anyway, so he'll go for that belt. Who's holding well, it right now? Uh, is it still Adam uh, Cole? It's Adam Cole Adam? still. Yeah. There that would go. legitimatize the belt too, if you know that that title, if the NXT winner or the Royal Rumble winner went after that. So yeah. I, that's intriguing thought. I I say go for it. If I was a writing or booking community, I would say go for it. If you want to make NXT seem to be on par with Raw and SmackDown, go that route. Absolutely. Oh, when you say that, though, it makes me think Brock Lesnar does have a belt. What if the push is for him to win to go take another belt and then just take the third one as well? Like he's like he's just going to be this monster taking the belts. Unified him. I like that. And then concept. all the, and then all of these other like brands have their own guy going after him to try to reclaim their belts back. <laughs> I like just, that idea. It would make him just, interesting again. I, I'm just exhausted of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're right, but he's he's so hated that that's who you want as the monster stealing. I don't even hate gold. him though. Like I'm past hating them. I'm just exhausted uh, of him. <laughs> Blown up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too many F5s, dude. You're done. Yeah, I've got a concussion or something now, I think. <laughs> I think I just, man. And I remember when I was younger and he came in when he was younger. Like, I really liked him a lot. He was so, and he's still good. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I just I just don't care. <laughs> I know the feeling. There's so many other wrestlers that need a moment, and he just takes them all. I just don't care yeah. anymore. <laughs> Here, here's a quick, quick side question. Is Brock Lesnar the new age Triple H? Ooh. In a wrestling ring. What are your uh, What are your qualifications <laughs> for this? Qualifications? Yeah. Why uh, you, why always has here? the title. Always okay. winning. That's a check. That's a check. 
uh, feature the most, even when you don't want him to be. Uh, That's a check, yeah. And Johnny's tired of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a check, yes. Next thing you know, and no, I'm not going to go that route. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Lordy. COO, oh, Lordy. COO of WWE, Mr. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'll look forward to this. I'll check it out for sure. We'll be, I'll be watching Rumble. Yeah, I always love the Rumble, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, forward to it too, as well. But yeah, I'll, uh, be, I'll be I'll be paying close attention. I'll be paying. It's my right. It's this Sunday. It's my wedding anniversary, so um, I got to be careful with what I do. So, uh, <laughs> but you'll yeah. be uh, side glancing at your phone to see what's happening. <laughs> Honey, stop the shorty G's on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you move out of the way, honey? Yeah. I'm trying to watch Shorty G wrestle. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm not WWE Network and chill. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Happy anniversary, honey. I oh die. man, I'll tell you who you're not going to see show up at the Royal Rumble. Enzo. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. The real one. Um, have you guys seen this going on Twitter? Just this thing going back and forth between Tama Tonga. Uh, of Bullet Club, NJ, uh, a New Japan fame. Uh, he and Real One and old school Enzo, used to be Enzo, are uh, going back and forth, shooting barbs at each other, talking the about each other. The artist formerly known as Enzo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're basically, it's it's that whole uh, I'll slap you harder kind of a thing. Yeah. I'll beat you up more. Um, and then Tamatonga, so the reason I brought this up is because uh, one of Matt's favorite wrestlers decided to inject himself into this, and I thought it was funny. Uh, when I said, did you guys hear this, Matt, you said you hadn't, so I wanted to just kind of give you a little breakdown here. Yeah. Uh, he inserts himself when, a few days ago, Tamatonga tweets, I heard you turned down 25K to fight me, at real one, <laughs> hashtag soft. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Ken Shamrock yesterday comments and says i love social media it's so easy to say something the only people i listen to is ones that have the credibility to talk being big tall fast tough doesn't make you a champion in anything what makes you a champion is actually doing it i have mma nhb tough man pro wrestling (laughs) so everybody's like oh snap what everybody started going crazy like holy crap like ken shamrock's calling both of them out because they're like I mean, not that these guys can't fight, but this dude's legit when he said what's up, right? Yeah, I would not mess with a 90-year-old Ken Shamrock at all. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> if he farted in an el- if I was in an elevator with him and he farted in that elevator, I would not look, snicker, laugh, nothing. Nothing at all. He is I, very yeah. intimidating. I have a strict rule that anybody who I'm fairly certain does not know how to smile, uh, that I don't mess with them. <laughs> Here, here's I, I the don't gr- think his face is literally capable of smiling. <laughs> so this is this is what happened. Tamatanga saw this and he tweeted. He said, "I am confused how at Ken Shamrock got into this, but I want him in my co- uh, corner." Bullet Club draft. <laughs> so Ken Shamrock responds and goes, "Sorry, brother. Thought you were looking for content. I'll be in your corner. I got my board shorts, beach towel, and my fists." I just saw people talking about a fight and got excited. It's hard being the world's most dangerous man because you can't teach that. Oh, that's a good line. Mike dropped. Bro, that's Mike a good dropped. Line. Why can't he... couldn't cut promos that good? I know. When he was in WF. <laughs> Who is he? There's somebody else right? behind that Twitter account. I swear yeah. to God. That's a, yeah, <laughs> I have to agree. He's got one of his boys just responding all over everybody, cutting promos. 
Oh man, that's a pretty good great, corner. Dude. That's a pretty good corner man, though. I gotta say. Oh man, <laughs> I'd like to see it. I think you know what? I'm hoping that this is a thing. This is a thing that they're trying to do to raise money for charity or something. Could it be? It'd be great. This this back and forth between Tamatanga and uh, formerly known as Enzo, uh, real one, has actually been really entertaining. And and the, look, as as much as I don't like the guy, the guy can still cut a promo. He's still really like he's got the mouth for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're talking and, about him right now. You want to see him get beat up. Exactly. And so listening to these two go back and forth, I think if they really did put something on um, and gave it all the charity, they'd really raise a lot of money. So um, I'm all for this. Keep going. And if Ken Shamrock's involved, oh, man, it's done. I'm paying to watch this pay-per-view. I will cancel my wedding or my anniversary hotel room (laughs) and donate to charity if Ken Shamrock beats the shit out of both of these guys. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Take it all. Here's a check. Write any number you want on it. Just take it. I would I would rather be Antonio Brown's agent than take a punch from from Ken Shamrock, no matter how old he is. Oh my god. Dude, as soon as he was injecting himself into this, I was like, this is amazing. And I knew you were gonna love it, Matt. I knew it. I do. You know, he's actually had a pretty weird but like powerful social media presence over the last like few months. Wasn't he just on the uh the impact pay-per-view i think he was yeah he yeah was. he's uh he's been making the rounds again um and getting his name on social media for yeah. wrestling he was on you like you said he was at the pay-per-view i know that there was a, a a few months ago he had a match with joey ryan and everyone was you know up in arms about him taking a dick flip yeah that's right um but he was just like dude are you kidding me like this is what we do so like it or if you don't like it keep going <laughs> i love ken shamrock dude i really do He's grown on me ever, like, now. It's really strange. I didn't care for him before, but I like him a lot more now. Uh, But, yeah, it's, man, uh, it's so strange. We live in an, an, uh, you've heard more about the the Tessa stuff, you know, the new Impact Champion. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, even more is coming out. Apparently, one of the the Psycho Sid slash CM Punks uh, states that the reason that because WWE could have signed her at one point. The reason yeah. that they passed on her is because they'd already heard about all this backstage stuff with her. And they didn't want anything to do with it. She has a reputation. Yeah. And that sure. was that's one of those things. Like, it's more, the more she tries to try to defend, and I think she put a post out where it came out kind of sounding very sanctimonious. You know what I mean? And because of that, the responses coming out were like, are you kidding? <laughs> what the, Like... And then it was one after another. And somebody else posted, I saw a tweet from a wrestler saying something along the lines of how uh, they showed a screen grab from uh, private text messages between uh, another wrestler and Tessa where Tessa was trying to dig up dirt. I think it was Alley Cat. It was, yes. Yeah, trying to dig up dirt on her because, you know, because she's the one that's really bringing out to, you know, to light all of this bullying thing. Um and she, so she's trying to dig up dirt on Alley Cat now to try to say, oh, you're a bully kind of thing. But, like, she can't find anything. Uh, and somebody, you know, who the, – the person who was a part of this conversation reached out to Alley Cat was like, just so you know, she's doing this on the background. <laughs> I mean, like, that just – like, at the end of the day, you just literally underlined the point everyone's trying to make. You're just being a bully. Just do your other thing. Keep – do focus on being an impact champion. Better yourself as a human. But if you're going to do this to try to get, like – revenge you're just being a bully exactly i think and also think anytime anybody feels the need to apologize for something like it publicly like a public figure 
and their apology is more than a paragraph long. Uh, it, they they run the uh, they're very close to be coming off poorly to me. Yeah, like what you really need to do is say, "I'm sorry. I recognize uh, I've messed up here, and I will become a better person and learn from it." And that's literally yeah. all you need to say. And there's not much you can take from that. And but if you just make it really wordy and lengthy, and then people can just tear it apart, no matter how sincere yeah. you may or may not be. Oh, and they exactly. Have. That's why, yeah. like, when all this came out, I was really surprised that Impact went through and made her their uh, their heavyweight champion. It was yeah. pretty surprising. Very she probably threatened take. the promoter. It's possible. <laughs> she told him she's going to beat him up. Give me the title or I'll kill you. No, it's just she's like, I'll make sure Impact goes under. You know the people <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's possible, and it, like I think it, that's just like the the saddest thing too. You know, and obviously what she did, what her accomplishment in the ring, you know, it's 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 very different. It's unique. It it's you know, it was a good you know, maybe a smart move in you know, in, in helping the diversity of, of professional wrestling and uh, it's largely overshadowed by this. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what makes it really sad to me, is because she's actually good. I mean, she's really good as a wrestler, she's very good. I've I mean, I've seen a few of her matches and I thought well, she's got some real talent yeah. here and this overshadows it. It's like, uh, you know, recently in college basketball, uh, you know, Kansas beat their rival, but all anybody thinks about is the fact that they were fighting in the stands afterwards. You know, it's yeah. all anybody talks about. They just destroyed whatever they would have earned there with what happened. So uh, it's yeah. really, really sad. It's unfortunate, man. You know, for if it was a gimmick, it'd be fine because then you know they're using the social media to push this thing and, and get heat and, and, and create storyline and buzz or whatever. Um, but unfortunately, when it's real, you, you just start to be like, oh, God, right? Like, oh, you don't like because it when, she has that potential. <laughs> you don't like it when uh, wrestling uses real things like, you know, I don't know, somebody being an alcoholic <laughs> or something. <laughs> they would never do that in the history no, of no, wrestling. No, not at all. Um, you know, and that, but so, yeah, okay, so let's go into our topic today because that yes, kind of leads into it, right? This, you, this thing about using gimmicks. Um, Transition. That, <laughs> gimmicks from back in the day that today just wouldn't go over. It just for us, we think it would be super cringeworthy, politically incorrect, uh, morally maybe incorrect, emotionally incorrect. I don't know. We'll see where we go with this. But the uh, topic today is gimmicks from back in the day that just won't go over today. Uh, we decided we were going to come with three of our own, uh, and I don't know if you guys have honorable mentions. I have one. Um, I just have three. Let's do this. Who's going first? All right, I'll go first. Go for it, Eugene. <laughs> All right, well, you took you, guys, one, you took one of mine. <laughs> you know Eugene. You guys remember oh, I, Eugene? I used to yes. love watching uh, Eugene. The special, yep. quote unquote special. See, here you go. This is kind of like this kind of um, double edged sword, right? Because he was a character that was very beloved. Like everyone loved this gimmick. Uh, kids, younger people loved this gimmick. Uh, but it just was like it's horrible when you realize exactly what they were pushing was somebody with a basically you know you mental know uh, yeah. lower yeah. IQ. Yeah, mental disability. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. I couldn't remember what you, what we call it nowadays, and I didn't want to say something the wrong way. So, uh, but yeah, a mental disability. And I mean, he played it up. He came to the the ring kind of walking on tiptoes and doing weird like gestures Biting with his, his fingers hand. Sometimes and stuff. Sometimes he'd have his yeah, tongue yeah. hanging out. Yeah. 
It was, it, you know, maybe he'd be like fidgeting with his ears, like the one dude from uh, Something About Mary. Remember, you, have you seen my baseball? <laughs> that character. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he literally was yeah. doing those like those body movements when he'd come yeah. to the ring, uh, and then and they, like it would always be this. And I think the reason people loved him more was there was an innocence to him, like a like a kid innocence to him, because there would be this thing where he'd look across the ring to the the person he's wrestling and like go to give them hugs or pat them on the back or you know what I mean and give them like props. Um, yeah, dude. As as much as people would love it and how like like innocent it came across. It would definitely not go over today at all if we had a gimmick that came out with like a mental disability. No. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100. Yeah. percent Especially if the person portraying it does not have that. Uh, I mean, you know, even now in today's culture, even now, like in movies and stuff, actors and actresses who get certain parts uh, who aren't uh, like disabled or whatever, when the part is a disabled person. You know they uh, they usually take a hit on social media and such. Yeah, they that's, get heat, man. Yeah. People do not like it unless you're actually uh, casting someone that's legit. What you're looking like, what the character exactly. Calls for. No, yeah. and and I I like to you know I used to love watching Eugene. He was incredibly entertaining. Uh, that was a big draw to him. And and you know back then when I used to watch him, I thought the biggest draw of, of him was the fact that he showed that people with you know obviously like I said it wasn't legit, but you know that were a little slower. Um, you know, they could do great things. That's that's the way I looked at it. But I know right. how uh, today's like outrage culture kind of is, and and cancel cancel. cancel you are one hundred percent right that this would never ever fly. Um, it would be shut down within a week. Like as soon as it happened, it'd be like, oh, that's it. That's a wrap. Um, people people wouldn't yeah, look at easily. the positive side of it. But no, you are one hundred percent right. That would never ever fly uh, in today's. I actually met him one time at a show in Erie. Um, he was a great dude, and you know, it was kind of cool to see him turn it, tur- you know, turn it on and then turn it off. Uh, Nick Dinsmore. It was really, really impressive watching him go from being Eugene uh, as a wrestling character to just being himself. It was unreal, unreal. Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to him. He he, he did it excellently. Uh, you know, to his credit, but. Uh, no, I 100% agree. <clears throat> and he also wrestled a freight train once, so he's uh, he's okay in my book. <laughs> oh, nice. I got to yeah. see that. Is that on High Spots? It should be. It's one of the older shows. <laughs> you know what? I was going through uh, one of my boxes, and I have the, the two or three DVDs you sent me a couple years ago, the $5 wrestling DVDs. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. I'm going to put these in and check them out <laughs> again. Um, all right. Who, so who do you guys have? I'll go. I can go, Nick. All right, we'll fight for this. <laughs> Thumb wrestle. Um, I, on, I think also right now, uh, the Native American one. You know, we had a couple, like uh, Tatanka was one. Yes, uh, Chief that's Strong, on my list. Yeah, Chief Strongbow. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about the Chief. Who who my grandma loved. I, I was always told my great-grandma was her favorite wrestler. And on my mom's side of the family there is like a native american heritage there yeah uh, so like this guy was representing that but i don't think he actually was from what i remember reading about but um that's the issue that like they went really overboard with the stereotype of it you had the yeah. big headdress uh you know uh, the, the 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 tomahawk chop and all this kind of stuff yeah uh, you Tatanka know came in and did the, the dance around the ring yeah exactly and you know and now we're in an era now where, like, even sports teams who 
have uh, you know have a lot of these names and stereotypes in them are have been getting a lot of heat. You know, there's a certain football team that gets it. There is, and there's actually a school around here in yeah. Buffalo, um, Lancaster. They used to be called the Lancaster. Uh, was it Chiefs? I forgot what it was, but it was something like that. Lancaster. Oh, I can't think of it. But they ended up changing their mascot. And Braves. I, I really can't remember. Chiefs. No, no, they were the Redskins. Right, yeah. Excuse me. They were the Lancaster Redskins. And they ended up changing <clears throat> it to Lancaster Legends for that reason because there's a lot of outrage about it. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's that's a excellent you know choice. It, you know, the the wrestler probably was trying to honor their heritage a little bit, but the way it was perceived, you know, displayed produced, you know, from whatever, you know, whatever company that they were a part of, uh, it, it's kind of a bad look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, right. And also the WWE's history, oh, like yeah. their history <laughs> has, does not have the best, uh, reputation no. when it comes to being sensitive to other cultures. I mean, freaking Vince McMahon once said the N word on <laughs> national <laughs> TV. So yeah, that was going to be That's my honorable right. mention, That's uh, Vince right. McMahon in a do rag, but oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. amazing uh but no you're right tatanka even like the way he came out and danced and he still does like we had him here at esw when was it he's been a, he's he's been was around ESW? a lot he still does the he, yeah he's been around at the different the, the indie side the, the indie scene around here but he does this he still does the the gimmick because i mean that's what everybody remembers and grew up so like it's accepted when you see him doing it i think if we saw somebody come out on aew uh, in full headdress and, and dancing around the ring, and you know what I mean. I don't think it would go over as well. I got to be honest, especially if they are not legit, but don't have that ancestry. Right. Well, right. Yeah. At least Tatanka did, right? Because he was he's a uh, he's part of the what was it? Let me see. Yeah, Lumby tribe. Yeah. No, that's it. Did help so, his case. At least there, at least he had some. Name. Yeah, I think that helps him a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So that's funny. That was on my list too. I'm gonna so. go Muhammad Hassan. Muhammad Hassan, he had a, oh, it wasn't yeah. a very long streak, but it was a very, uh, oh, he had a nice, a decent run where he was one of the top heels in um, WWE. Like, they gave him some pretty good roles, and they used him well. Him and Davari, they used really, really well. And, and you know, it was kind of around that time period where things were starting to change a little bit. You know, 9-11 had happened in 2001. You know, there was this... It was it was still easy, you know. We've seen the Iraqi sympathizer, Sergeant Slaughter, and and so many of these characters, you know, these you know portraying these Middle Eastern Arab uh, gimmicks. It was really really easy heat. Uh, it, obviously, something happened. I think it was a terrorist attack in London or something like that. It was a, and it ended up being canceled, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, you know. But but it was very stereotyped. It would not fly. It would not fly today. I don't even know if. The actual guy had Arab descent. I'm not 100% certain about his lineage um, at all, but uh, you could not do that today. You could not put a guy on TV and a you know something like that and paint him as a villain. Um, you know that the uh, the one modern guy, Mustafa Ali. They they actually pretty much paint him in a pretty uh, positive light. I would say they do a pretty good job of him. We all know his heritage. He's been you know unfortunately really bad fans have. Uh, you know, said some bad things to him on Twitter, yeah. and it's you know, I, fandom is it drives me nuts sometimes. With in all respects, all walks, you know, yeah. all different sports and entertainment purposes. But um, 
to paint them as an innocent villain and, and this and that, it would not go over very well today, uh, without a doubt. So, yeah, I would have to say Muhammad Hassan's a pretty good one uh, for this this list and, and theme for the show. Yeah, I agree. I think because of uh, of guys like Ali and, and the like, you know, they're putting on, they're portraying such a better image for you know, yeah, uh, uh, people absolutely. of Arabic descent and Middle Eastern people, so that if we had somebody come out today like this, wow, it would it would just be. It's funny because you'll watch old TV shows from like the 80s and 90s and you'll hear certain jokes or see certain things and be like, whoa, like today that would not fly. Seeing that, I think it would be a very, very sour taste seeing somebody come out with that kind of 100% gimmick. I actually watched yeah. his match because they came here. Great American Bash was here. Uh, it was his last match against The Undertaker. And he got the last ride through the entrance stage. And that was that was his last time they showed him. They were writing him off TV. Uh, UPN actually asked, because that's where w- SmackDown was on at the time, they they asked to not have him on television at all because of everything. So, um, And then wow. they ran him off on pay-per-view. So that was the end of his run. And, and there he's you go. a teacher. I think he's a teacher, if I, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Uh, the next one I have is Kamala. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is how Wikipedia uh, describes Kamala. Kamala, uh, first of all, his name was James Harris. He was a guy born in Mississippi. Um, He was was known as the name Kamala. As Kamala, he portrayed a fearsome and simple-minded Ugandan who wrestled barefoot in war paint and loincloth and approached the ring wearing the African mask and carrying a spear and shield. So I think the idea of this kind of savage from Africa, uh, you wow, would just, I mean, aside from maybe Cornette being okay with it, uh, <laughs> it, it just would not fly today, dude. This, I mean, Agreed. and that was the thing. He was supposed to be fearsome. He was, it was at the end, end of the day, let's be honest. The idea was is that a lot of the fans for wrestling back in the day were white. And the idea when you, when, when you had these, the, the, the fear tactic of bringing the savages from from Africa it almost harkens back to the old like 1920s and and 10s when we were doing these expeditions out there and that we would talk about these savages and um it's just i don't know man it's even saying it right now when i say savages just describing african americans you know coming over it just sounds so wrong and just to see it kind of characterized in this in in Kamala with the you know the, the the paint all over him, the belly has the big moon on it, uh, the big scary white face. I mean, it's just it's it was it's it, it's a groaner, and now it's like wow, you could not pull that off at all. You just couldn't. If you if you had to pull it off, it, you would have to come as as a legit tribesman, like Black Panther style, right? Like Wakanda forever. You couldn't come as a simple minded kind of savage. No, that's that's one hundred percent true. There's actually a guy at Impact who lightly. Uh Lightly parodies him. I can't think of his name. Um, his last name is Kong something, but uh, it, lightly. It's not to the extent that, you know, Kamala used to do, but, you know, it's his light tribute to it. You could, Yeah, you couldn't go over that and, and really yeah. bill it that way uh, like they used to. They, it was a pretty heavy thing. I mean, he never got into any major storylines, but he's a memorable character. Uh, you know, battled The Undertaker mm-hmm. and, and several other characters, but... Um. Yeah, the way that they used to portray him was uh. Yeah, a little, little off, and definitely would not fly, uh, today. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go for my next one. Uh, to me, even when this was happening, I thought it was a 
horrible, horrible, poor taste. But when WCW was on its last legs and it was certainly <laughs> a dying dinosaur, um, they tried to fix the ship by poaching two writers from WWE who were instrumental to, you know, to the to when Raw got huge. And that, of course, was Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira. And they quickly made themselves focal television for WCW for only God knows why. <laughs> uh, but Ed Ferreira would play a character to mock JR, good old JR. Called himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he called himself Oklahoma and he pretended to have Bell's palsy. And it was just of so poor taste. Like, it was gross. I. It honestly made me, I saw that, and that's the reason I stopped watching WCW, was that. I was like, this is, why would you do this? Uh, yeah, it was just it was rough. of so poor taste, and it does not age at all well today. It was horrible then, and it's horrible now. Uh, you know, just trying to mock somebody, and and it came off like he's mainly mocking him for his, you know, for his uh, disease that he had. Uh, so, why would you remotely want to do that? That's just terrible. And it would never, ever remotely get you over today, I don't no. think. No. Oh, we, we, we see how, how it is, all. you know. Um, not to get political or anything, but, you know, when, when President Trump mocked that, uh, you know, that reporter with the, you know, the disability, uh, yeah. you know, and that's as far as I'll go political. Uh, we've seen how that went over. It was not very good. So, uh, yeah, you can't do, you, you just can't do that. You'll get buried online. Well, thankfully, that was... The- Thankfully, that's the only you know the only poor taste thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean that's it's that you you just yeah you can't mock disabilities at all. Um, you know, or if you choose, you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Well, one, you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, two, if you do attempt, it's just not going to pan out for you. Like you know, like we mentioned Eugene, and um, you know, there's been several other characters or you know other thing like that. Like um, like Gregory Iron is one of the 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 best ones that had his like really. Use oh, yeah. it to an advantage. He's actually he made it. A, he turned himself into a heel using it, and it was one of the most like refreshing like things that he did. But he actually had it, so he can own up to it. It's brilliant, dude. He's good. He's got a great podcast too, by the way. I'd What's his called? It. Uh, I think it's called Iron On Wrestling. Okay. I believe. Oh, he nice. He frequents ESW yeah. here, and he just did a. Uh, he just did an angle with RJ City not too long ago. It was pretty enjoyable. But they're actually the tag team champions out here, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. good. They're good together. All right. My next one is, uh, it's going to be crime time, crime time for a long time in, oh. in movies. And obviously with this gimmick, you know, the, the stereotyping, right? Uh, you know, we said, we just said it with Kamala stereotyping, uh, crime time came out, you know, yo, 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 check and rollies or whatever. It's crime time. They had their, their, their entrance music and, they did weird things. They stole Booker T's wallet one time and uh, did some other weird, weird stuff on television. Uh, they were per- perceived, yeah, as a stereotype. Nowadays, you're not going to get that. You're not going to see that on WWE television. You know, we have guys like Kofi Kingston, Big E. Uh, you know, New Day, obviously, portrayed in a very, very positive fashion and, you know, not really put in that sort of light. Uh, you know, when you get to WWE, you don't, you don't really have a whole lot of choice in what kind of character and gimmick you, you get to do. You might have a say in it, but... Yeah, there's horror stories that yeah, wrestlers most... tell of gimmicks that are that are uh, 
pitch to them. For oh, them it's, to it's it's awful, and, and yeah. this is one that you know. Unfortunately, they were just like you know, we we want a break, we want a paycheck. Let's try, you know, let's give it a shot. And you know, it was pretty emotional watching Kofi Kingston this past year winning the you know the the heavyweight title, WWE title, and you know this is it was a monumental moment. And one of the things that I was liked watching was him and M, uh, Shad Gaspard. And uh, MVP, they were stand, standing there watching it, and they started crying, and you know they were tearing up because you know it was a big deal for their you know that culture, and to watch you know to, to see for Shad, as somebody who was you know who was talented enough to perhaps win a major championship someday, but perceived in that light that kind that gimmick that really almost kind of hindered him. Um, those gimmicks hinder those athletes. So love it or you know love it or hate it, you know they're those type of gimmicks are not going to get you um, to a heavyweight title. You've seen it with uh, John Cena. He stopped rapping. You know, his freestyle thing, his entire gimmick changed after he won, you know, once the big push for the title came. Uh, that's kind of, you know, that's just how it goes, unfortunately. But yeah. So John Cena, real quick, John Cena, second best white rapper. Are we going to agree on this? <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you classify the Beastie Boys as rap. Um but I'll, I'll put him in the top five. I'll put him top five all the time. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you know, that, that that's a good case, too. But uh, What about Snow? <laughs> Informer. All right. We're going to have to have a top ten uh, whitest rappers of all time show. Uh, <laughs> just dedicated to it. Uh, but, yeah, Crime Time is, is definitely one that belongs up there. It would never fly today unless – the athlete came in and willingly did it, even though I think it would still be in bad taste and uh, not go over so well with the crowd. Yeah. It would be hugely criticized, as it should be. Yep. Yep, for sure. And I do have an honorable mention. I thought of one. Cool, cool, cool. I've got uh, – well, so since the, uh, Tatanka was my my second one, my third one, I'll take my honorable mention, uh, was Val Venus. I don't know that – I mean, I would say you couldn't have a porn star on – but we do have, you know, the E pushing kind of the limits with some of their... See the RVD? Oh, you see what RVD's on. doing? RVD is pretty much this now. Yeah. Is he really? I didn't <laughs> hear about that. This. They got kicked off of it's, Twitch because they did a it's, like a, a three-way like sex angle with him. It was really, really yeah. weird. Oh. No, I did not see <laughs> this. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, man. Don't don't watch it with your parents. It'd be <laughs> awkward. Um Oh my god! It is. I'll tell you this. It's the most interesting RVD's been, in my opinion, in a long time. <laughs> wow! Yeah, uh, he was in bed with some uh, pretty scantily clad, uh, well, ladies. I guess so. I'm wrong. I guess this would go over today. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's working. I'm gonna lie wow. to you. Wow. Uh, we're That's in a amazing. I think the issue, well, I don't even think it's an issue. And this kind of harkens to what my article mention is, too. Um, we're in a much more sex-positive era, right? Like, people are way more yeah. open about sexual things, which I think is fantastic. You know, right. it's, it's really hindered some people before in the past, uh, you know, and really hurt people's lives, oh, yeah. honestly. Uh, like, uh, my honorable mention was The Godfather, and <laughs> the kinda, whole yeah. train. And I think that's the issue right there. Is like it almost was like mocking or uh, putting uh, sex workers in a in a bad light in a way. And I kind of think that's not really like we're getting to a point where that's not cool anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good one. I didn't I didn't really think of that one. 
Yeah, and if you ever notice, uh, whenever he kind of shows up again on WWE television, he sort of uh, kind of stays away from that a little bit. Like he doesn't go all the way in like he used to, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, nineties WWE television. Sorry, I had to. <sighs> oh yeah. Um, all right. So you, is that it for you guys then? All right, I'm gonna go last. Yeah, My last one's gonna be uh, Mr. Kerwin White. Kerwin White. I don't know if anybody remembers Chavo Guerrero's golfer gimmick. No, it was yes. right around. Yes. He got moved Vaguely. to Raw, and it was probably around 2004, 2005. He got he got traded to Raw, and they re, he redid this Kerwin White gimmick, where he's just like golfer, and his catchphrase was, "If it's not white, then it's not right." Oh my god! And wow. I think his caddy was uh, Dolph Ziggler. I think his would eventually become. Dolph. I oh so. my god! That, yeah. that so, works. Um, so they were that like, works. "It's not good. It's not good." You know, he had a couple. He had a brief feud with like Shelton Benjamin and and certain like you know my quote unquote minority minority characters. So um, th- it didn't really turn into anything. Uh, you know, special, but yeah, to turn Chavo Guerrero into that was a bit insulting. But he did go back. Uh, you know, he he went back to being Chavo after Eddie died. So I think it was 2005. It didn't last very very long. It was only a, you know, it didn't even last a full year. But uh, yeah, that was one of the weirdest angles or gimmicks that I've ever seen. Like the if you go listen to the music, I'm just like baffled by it. It was very campy and cheesy and like. 50s, 60s, like TV sitcom introduction type stuff. and Yeah, nowhere near as good as the thing for the American males. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an excellent point. But uh, yeah, Colonel White is going to be my last one. <laughs> nice. One. Yeah, very much. Sweet. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm all tapped done. out too. I'm, I am tapped out. Yep, tapped out over here. Very nice, very nice. Throw me, well, over, thank- throw me over that top rope, guys. There we go. We're, we're throwing everyone over the top rope. We're heading out of here. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Hardly Kayfabe, guys. Uh, for Matt Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Uh, let's take it all, boys. Oh,